0: Welcome to season six of Paper Talk, where we talk about tips and tricks on navigating and building your small creative business. I'm Quinn Nguyen of Pinga Mosey. I'm Jessie Chu of Crafted to Bloom. And I'm Sarah Kim of Handmade by Sarah Kim. In season six, we'll be sharing our experiences and insights on running a small creative business from managing finances to building your brand.
1: We'll also be interviewing other small business owners and experts in the field to get their perspectives and advice. So join us as we dive into the world of small creative businesses and help you take it to the next level. Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of Paper Talk. We are starting off season six
0: with a bang. <laughs> a huge bang, you who, guys.
1: Who do we have with us? No one but other than Bern Farmbach and he is from Warola. Can you believe that? Yeah. We've got Warola on the line and we're chatting with him today about the wonderful things that Warola has produced in the past and currently. We've been really lucky to be able to chat with him and also collect questions from you on our Paper Talk Podcast Community Facebook group. So listen in to make sure that your question is being
0: asked. Hi, welcome, Byrne. Hi, everybody.
2: <laughs> Thanks for inviting me.
0: We are so excited to have you with us.
2: No, so I'm very happy. Take part. So very interesting. Hi, my name is Bernd Fjombach. I'm from Germany and I'm the vice president of global product development for Cement Paper. And I'm working also for Verola. This
0: is so fun. I was so excited when Carol introduced us and we were like blown away. This is an amazing opportunity to share with our audience to find more about Wayola because we love using your paper. I think it was one of the first Mm -hmm. crepe paper that both Jesse and I started to use when we started making crepe paper and to find out more about your history, which we'll share with you shortly on how Weola became enrolled into Semen Paper and also more about Bern, who's been working with Semen Weola for quite a long time. So how long have you been working with Weola?
2: I'm working almost for 10 years now, since 2014 for Semen Paper and Weola. And it's a really amazing time so far. And it's a lot of fun. We have so much great products and it's always a good feeling to really talk to end users, to see how much joy and how much fun our products can bring to the people out there. And I'm feeling very honored when you're saying, hey, you love the products. That's really good. Mm
0: -hmm. We do. (laughs) we do a lot. (laughs) We absolutely
1: love the product. As Quinn was saying, we both started out using German crepe paper. And actually, it's the consumers are asked for them in Canada. And that's why the paper place started carrying it. And so I started using fine crepe paper. And then the double, we call it double-sided in Canada. In the U.S., I guess it's marketed as doublet. But we have it as double-sided crepe paper in Canada. And... Literally, those two were, was all I had access to. But this was, what, 2017,
0: 2016? A little bit way back. Can you tell us a little bit more history on how Waylo got folded into Siemens?
2: Yeah, I can tell. Virola is a very long existing company. It was founded 100 years ago. Last year, there was the 100 years anniversary of verola itself. And there was wow. a lot of up wow. and downs at the beginning there was Jewish owners and then we had the second world war where they tried to escape from the nazis at this time but the factory still kept on going and with a lot of different owners at the end. And Verula was also producing wallpapers. They were very strong in the oh, past, producing wow. wallpapers. And then later on, they started produce also the crepe paper for the decorative market. Yeah. And yeah, Verula was very present over the years and there was a lot of good inventions. But then they mm-hmm. started to be part of a bigger group and the bigger group came into financial trouble. So at the end in 2013, they claimed insolvency. And then this was the time when Siemens Paper bought Verola in 2000, beginning of 2015. And this is where then the new story of Verola started. Verola, now the company Cement Paper Europe, and there's a brand name, but the brand name is very well recognized. And we kept the brand name and Cement Paper started to do a lot of investments into the company here to really keep on going. And there's always a reason why there's insolvency, but I mean, we could overtake most of the people with a lot of knowledge because crepe making is really a art. It's, there's machines involved, but you have a lot of sensitivity. To to produce at the end the product, we have a good handling also for colors. So, I mean, we have a lot of experts here. Wow.
0: That's amazing. How big is the team to create the crepe paper?
2: You, you're talking about the manufacturing part. So we are here at this and about 40 people. Germany, who is producing crepe papers and different other products.
0: That's amazing. I want to know, is there a story behind the name of Gloria crepe paper, which we know as double-sided or duplet? Why is it labeled Gloria paper? Do you know the story?
2: That's a good question. I have no idea, but I found some old advertising material. For Gloria double sided paper, which was the brand name. And there's a woman, a long hair woman on the advertisement, but I have no idea. That's the really the most negative part of the insolvency. A lot of former documents, old documentations is really gone. And that's a pity. Oh, yeah. I found some old documents in the archive in the basement about when they started really historic documents. When they started after the second world, where we also found old color chart, color swatch box, and I had very interesting, but I mean this is only very limited what we have, what we can tell in the past. And there was one interesting story what I can tell. One day suddenly an older man was standing in the factory and were coming through the back door. And so the our workers, if they don't know who's in there, they ask who they are and then they called me if I can come out because they're not sure how to handle. And then I came out and that's really a true story. It was very interesting. It was the former managing director of Carola. And that was very wow, interesting amazing. to talk to them. And funnily, He's coming from the same region where I'm from Germany. I'm originally not from where the factory is, and it was very funny. And uh, yeah, so we had a good chat. That's all the information what I principally had here in the museum. Here's also in the city we have a museum, and they have a old a wall picture which is made out of translucent paper. This is where a man is carrying on his shoulder a printing plate like a roller then after they put down the former building when they moved in 2000 roughly to this new facility and they put it down but they saved it and today they have it in the museum and once I met also the girl who is really taking care about this museum and she talked about how complicated it was to restore with all the translucent because in the old factory it was an aided in the staircase. So no dust protection, uh, no sun protection, right. no nothing. Yeah, they keep it in the museum today. And I was lucky to see it. She showed it to me. Maybe if I can find oh, can forward it for the community, if I can find it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that, that would be so wonderful.
1: Cool. It is a such a pity that you don't have a lot of archival information about Warola. Because I wanted to ask you, you celebrated the hundred birthday I was at Marola last year and I wondered 100 years ago what were they manufacturing
2: yeah it was mainly wallpapers what I know at this part and what they did in the past was also paper table closes also taper tops paper taper tops that's what they did with embossing and printing but yeah there's a a big change in the product program itself. And mm-hmm. since semen paper overtook it, we also changed the product program. So what is as a role is not only producing decorative crap papers. As I mean we have also technical crap papers which are used in grinding wheels to cut stones, medical application when you before you get a cast that the cast does not stick to your arm. You can disinfect also hygienic papers, dental bibs when you are at the dentist, for beauty farms because it's recyclable at the end when you put them but on top. So, yeah, there's a lot of products. And next to the paper, there's also translucent papers. There is craft papers on rolls, which are used a lot in Europe. And of course, tissue paper plays also a big role. And that was the connecting link between cement paper and also Verola, because cement paper is a lightweight paper, very strong. The world leader at in, in this product. And so Verola has a tissue line. That was a good the yeah. That's
1: that so interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that makes total sense. Tell us a little bit about how crepe paper is used in Germany.
2: We have different applications, as I said. Let's put the technical applications aside. Meet crepe paper is also in wire and cable, undersea wire cables. There's in cars, and pouches, there's crepe paper. There's a lot of technical VCI, which is anti-corrosion papers, which are used as a special coding. So this is one part. The other part is the crepe paper itself for arts and decorative. And that's where Verola is mainly coming from the school and from the kindergarten business. And so there's more product lines what we have. It's I mean, you mentioned it before, the extra fine and also double sided. By the way, I have no idea why extra fine and find where the name's coming from. I don't That's the next. <laughs> We well, she cannot answer, but I mean, it's very interesting. And we have different lines. We have a hobby crab line, which is only 30% stretch. It's a very thin material. It's mean the beginner's line, and then it goes up to fine crepe which is the hot selling item here in Europe which the main use is 50% stretch and then it goes up to the higher qualities like extra fine there's double sided and we have the floristic crepe also which has roundabouts this has 300% stretch and in total we produce crepe papers 800% stretch
0: that's amazing wow for the 800 stretch, what is that one called?
2: We don't have a name because it's technical applications. So when oh. you wrap or when you're for insulation, mm-hmm. so this is a different. Yeah. You also crepe. That is so cool. Exa- and in addition to paper, we also crepe aluminum. We can crepe translucent paper. So there's a lot of different products what we manufacture at the end.
1: You use the word crap as if, I mean, uh, as a verb, really. So can you describe, like, what is that process of creping? A paper or aluminum? Uh, this
2: is a very good question. So producing the crepe paper, we say creping process. I'm not sure if that's really official word. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> but at least we use it and everybody know what we are doing. So yeah. <laughs> principally, it's compressing paper that you can stretch mm-hmm. it later on. And when we talk about, let's say, 100% stretch, then you can say you have, you can get the double of the lengths to unstretch it. So I mean, I'm from Europe, mm-hmm. I'm calculating in meters when you have one meter and then when you have 100% stretch, then you can stretch it to two meters. So that's always wow, that's right. amazing. from bottom up calculated. The end mm-hmm. is, this is, I think, also an interesting fact for the audience here. The cut making itself is a lot of, of This many natural products, what we using. Of course, mm-hmm. the paper with the wood fibers, and but also all the colors are wisely chosen because at the end, it's like a toy. So there's a lot of colors out there what we can use, which are maybe better for against the sunlight and stuff. But it's nothing what you would like to touch with your hand or even think about children taking that in their mouth. And so whatever we do, we have to make sure everything is without any poison. It's okay for the environment. So that's all very, very important. And we also have audits here. We give it to external laboratories to check on a chemical test because this is like our name. If we fail here, I mean, then why you should buy the varrola? This is also yeah. very important for us and mm-hmm. so we are limited to, to some of the components what we are using.
0: When you crepe, do you color the paper first, then you crepe it or do you crepe it then color it. It's work.
2: There's also a very good question. So what we do is we mainly start out with white paper and then we color the paper by ourselves and crap it in one step so it's all together mm-hmm. and this wow why, and this is That's why so cool. we also have this very bright very nice colors and this is also i think interesting fact roller in the past i mean today it's maybe not such a super fact or unique fact but i mean in the past is very bright colors so that were unique worldwide the technology over the time, but that's why Carola had such a big market success in the past because me mean, that was unique, these nice, wonderful, bright colors. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. It's hard. We dye our own papers and it's hard. It's really difficult to get the colors to stay bright so it can... Only imagine the artisanship that is required by the workers. Correct.
2: What Mm -hmm. we do, we really mix our colors by ourselves. So that means we really start out with base colors and then we put together the right recipes to get it together. It's like making a cake or making a brand or something or pizza at the end. But it's really an art, so it's not convenient. Really, they start from scratch and it's lightweight papers. And the worker requires a skill because every day is a little bit different. And also the temperature, Mm -hmm. the moisture in, in the room itself plays a role and they have to react on. At the end to create the colors. We also have to make sure if someone works in the morning, should create the same good product as someone like maybe it works in the evening or at night. So mm-hmm. this is very important yeah. that in our quality matters a lot to us.
0: Is the paper made in your factory too, before it gets colored and crepe?
2: Here in, in Rusland itself in Germany, where the factory is located, it's not a paper mill. So we getting, we are getting the jumper rolls in. And then we use the paper to to grab the paper, to dip dye the paper, to cut, to roll, to convert it. Yeah,
1: but no, we are not a. I would love to see inside of the factory. But just imagining like the worker, how skilled they must be to know the exact color, temperature, hue, to be able to do it on a consistent basis. And like you said, lighting changes. It's so interesting because we get folds of them and then one shipment will look slightly different from another. And I don't mind. I don't mind at all. But that completely explains why. It really is every fold is made by hand by somebody Mm -hmm. who has that experience, who maybe has a certain preference too. You can't deny that maybe they have a bias. They're like, oh, I like this one a little bit more cool. And someone else is, no, I like this one a little bit more warm and they're on different shifts. And that's totally fine as artists. Like we're not, I don't think we're picky about that at all. I think there's something beautiful in using handmade products to create our own handmade products. Mm -hmm. But I, yeah, I think that process is so cool, which explains a lot because we have a lot of questions about color.
0: Yes, we do. So do you have a color master on your team that creates and makes sure that the color fits a certain scheme?
2: So we are doing it mostly as a team because, as you said, it's also a question of taste sometimes. And we cannot take a Pantone color chart and copy mm-hmm. it one to one because we in the uneven structure of the paper after it's co- always gives shades and up and downs as I mean from the surface and so you always it's a little bit different and so we do it as a team and then there's a lot of trials and error also for the colors and I think what is also a very interesting thing what is interesting for your audience everybody is talking about environmental and recyclability mm-hmm. and ESG sure. and Perola. I mean since I'm with Varola, but they did it already before, used a lot of recycled paper, not only fresh shell paper. And when you have a recycled paper, it's sometimes always difficult because of the colors, because I mean, how much is the, even if you have a 100% recycled paper, I mean, the mix of the paper is always a little bit different. Right. And so what happens is the worker at the machine have to pay attention and react based on what he's getting at the end. and Or how
1: the paper is absorbing the dye. or not Correct. Absorbed.
2: And this is something what is important to understand. Yeah, it's like when you're buying furniture, which is made out of wood, always has a different character because it's a natural at the end. And maybe that helps the people to understand the value of crepe paper itself.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We've always appreciated about hearing about how it's made and how much thought goes into that process, I think makes it even more special. I know in our previous conversation, you had talked about conserving the dye baths. And so we, you can't be switching out colors just on a whim. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Because that obviously concerns the environment.
2: That's a good point, what you're saying. And me, we're trying to do the color change on the fly, which means you do the color you do a bright color and then you always run right from bright colors into dark colors. I mean, we normally have like cycles where we start with white and then we go into an ivory or a green and then you go into a yellow and then you drive into a green, a blue, a red I mean until you end up with black. So you can reuse and save water. That's just very important. We also have our own water filtration system here. I think everybody of you made the experience, the dyes are very strong. So if you <laughs> really put it in water, or as you said, you try to recolor it, you see there's a lot of dyes, which is also a part of the quality. Of course, we can always dyes and put less in and achieve the same result. But at the end, we have a premium product, and we want to give the experience to the user also. So that's why there's a lot of dyes in there. and But at the end, we cannot just put it in the sewer. So we have our own recycling water filtration system, which separates the water from the dyes. So that the end you get a little bit like a sludge. And then we reuse the water. For other for cleaning. Yeah. But in Germany we were always very concerned about the environmental or issues and it's also with other options. So I mean you can make sure that our product that the workers are fairly paid, that we don't have any child labour involved. I mean this is all what we can ensure.
1: You mentioned from white. Is the paper that you get, does it need to be dyed white or bleached white?
2: That's also a good question, so it depends a little bit. I also personally, when I started with Verola, I had to learn white is not white. (laughs) There's a yellow (laughs) white, there's a blue white. Yeah, it depends a little bit. It's also depending on the worker who has to evaluate the paper when he or she sees it, and then really have a look, and then maybe you have to tone it a little bit, because yeah, what you nice. really see in it, it's very interesting. It depends also on the area where the people are living, and I'm talking continents. From the perspective of Europe, i we sending it westwards to the U.S., or I'll sending it eastwards to the product, more to Asia. Then it depends on some people like more the Western world likes more a little bit of blue like a light blue tone in this, while others are like more white, which has a little bit of green or a little bit of yellow tone. Oh, uh,
1: interesting.
2: This is, uh, yeah, it depends on a little bit. And it always depends on what quality is coming in. And means I mean, for us, it's also important that we have long term relationships with our supplier. We really believe strongly in having good partners. And that's why the COVID situation did not hit us too hard because we could rely on our partners. And at the end, you really see mm-hmm. you know, times and bad times how that works out and we yes. are very happy because you have short ways you can pick up the telephone and call someone and say, hey, we have this need and then you work together. And sometimes you have also claims when you say that was not perfect.
0: Do you have planned to expand your color lines for the crepe papers on all the different weights? And also talking about weights, I know our audience want to hear about what gram or GSM is the double-sided the extra fine, the fine, the florist crepe. They're always curious about, because they're comparing it with other crepes.
2: Yeah. as for us to answer the question about the product weight itself, this is also a very interesting question because our products are also always measured in grams per square meter. Or weight, per feed or, or as I mean, square feet, this is something that we don't measure by rolls. We say our product, at the end and for example you mentioned the double-sided the Gloria should end up with about 90 gsm grams per square meter a floristic grab at the end is roughly about 125 grams per square meter and the extra fine is 42 grams per square meter and sometimes it also changes because the crepe paper itself has a very also has a big surface mean because of the peaks and valleys So the moisture always can influence the paper. So you can have a little bit drier, a little bit more the paper, which really does not change the function of it, but it can vary a little bit.
0: Also on this question, go about storing the crepe paper for the best optimum longevity.
2: So it depends a little bit on the quality. So we have the standard crepe paper, which is bleeding quality. And so the bleeding quality does not like too much sun depending yeah, on
0: <laughs> <bet>.
2: <laughs> depending on the color but I mean normally you would right. have it in a, a dry environment you would more dark environment until you really use mm-hmm. it and so yeah as a crepe paper is very easy to store principally I mean it should not get mm-hmm. wet because it loses the properties. when we're talking about we call it aquarola that's maybe also an interesting fact. Aquarola is the brand name for for the non-bleeding. Crap papers, and I didn't create the name. That's also like Gloria. I have no idea. It's Aqua and Varola name made out. Yeah. <laughs> there were very smart people in the past, and great name Aqua And the non-bleeding mean. When, when we produce the paper, we give characteristics and uh, identity right. mean. And it depends on you. So the aquarola should be able to use outside, as a mean was. I mean, it's not totally water resistant, it's a paper, but it has a stronger touch, can resist moisture longer. If there's rain on top and also the color has not so many problems, but I mean, better with sunlight. I mean, less state state resistant and so it depends a little bit, but paper, you cannot do much wrong to store it.
0: Okay, that's good to know. The
1: lead-up question is, do you have any crepe papers that are UV resistant, that are light fast?
2: As when you mean the bleeding quality, then the main focus is really to have a strong color and the colors which are color fast or non-bleeding, they can withstand sunlight better. But at the end, yes, we could, in theory, also in daily business, we can produce products or a crepe paper which are absolutely UV resistant. We can use different yeah. dies. But at the end, the question is, what is the use? And the main, the overall target or the main thing what we have to pay attention is definitely the safety of the product. Yeah, we mm-hmm. can put more chemistry in. Do we really want it? Because you touch it with your fingers mm-hmm. and you have it in your hands, you play with it. Maybe when you created a flower, people come by and want to see if it's really smelling because it looks like... It looks like a real flower, and then it should not be harmful for anybody less from contact or if you smell it. So that's why we are limited to a certain degree to produce papers. I mean, yes, we can give better technical properties to the paper, but at the end, it's always the overall target to have a safe product for the user.
1: For sure. you think about it, sometimes our crepe paper is on the ground. Maybe children might tear at it and put it in their mouth or... Dogs, animals, right? <laughs> they love yes. the colors. They're like, mommy, what are you doing with this, all this paper? And they start exploring <laughs> it. <laughs> and like, yeah, no, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. It's important. Safety, number number one.
2: Correct. And mm. sometimes there's hospitals calling us because child, other the mother with her child shows up and has a blue tongue. And then they're asking if there's poison or what to do. Prince <laughs> drink drink a little bit more water as long as our paper. I cannot. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Let's flush it out. <laughs> yeah, let flush it out.
2: I cannot speak for other producers, but yeah. I can only talk for our product and we can make sure that it's fine. And neither for the other I means that we have no problems in the environment, neither with animals, not with any people and children. This is important because it matters to us.
1: No, I think it's important to us too, for sure.
2: We have also paper in the range is flame flame retardant, which is a different use. This is another product line for public decoration. I know in the US, streamers are very popular. We also produce our streamers here and so they have flame retardancy. But also when you do this at the end, people are using this decorating the birthday party trying to prepare to have a nice decoration to have a good time. So it would be not good if anybody get hurt.
0: Is all your streamers flame retardant?
2: No, we have both streamers. We have streamers which are flame retardant and we have streamers which are just regular paper. So it depends on. So if you don't have to add anything, then we try to not do it.
0: For sure. What is the name under the streamer that you sell?
2: As a brand name, you won't believe it. We have Aquarola. Then we have the product line is called Niflamo.
0: How do you go about deciding on the colors? Because I know most of the Gloria or Double-Sided are very different colors on front and back. Who made the decision to pair the different colors to that?
2: There is a principally a color range what we have. And it depends also with the history of Verona. So Verola, the main customers, uh, kindergarten, schools and education. All the products were tailored, fit to this group as a mean that they can use it. And over the last one year, one and a half years, we really learned there's a huge community outside which are looking for natural tones, earth tones. And we are working on a program to really tailor this to the needs. This is something... Well, it took a little bit until we recognized it. But now we have it on our radar and we are working on something. But as I said, we're trying to create products which are sustainable and recreatable. And that's something. So it takes a little bit of time. but yeah, we are working on. I mean, we are working together with Leah Griffiths. There's a product line which is available in the US. And this is a lot of colors and which are made for flower making. But we really recognize there's need of several colours, yeah.
1: Can I ask who actually decides how to pair the colours together for the double sided crate paper?
2: At the end it's the team where we say, Okay, what we can do this is we can also have different colours over together. And at the end it's also not only the team as a big factors or the market. What is the market requesting? Mm-hmm. And this is something what I try to say here. We learned that we really haven't had or on our radar. There are so many artists, and I'm so happy to see this. i um, creating flowers, and for me, this is this is really joy to see it because sometimes in the kindergarten one time use and then trash because did it. And when I'm excited to see what you can really make out of our paper, what you can really create, and it's amazing. I mean, I'm searching serving through the internet, and I really see what a lot of people do in the past the people, the users made some arts and craft, or they teared off little pieces, then rolled it to a ball and glued it on a sheet of paper how arts work like this. There was a trend that you you dip dye your hairs with with bleeding I'm so happy that there's more than this out there, and that's something what I really learned over the last year with the help of you two and you are a great asset and you are so creative. I really have to say it here. We talked about and we had a conversation before and I was really overwhelmed with so many ideas from you, from your community. Wow, I was very investing to all see this and it was hard for me. Not hard is the wrong word, but I needed sometimes to really digest this and then really go back to the team and say, hey, look at this, there's a different market out there because the needs are different, the qualities are different. And really to talk to the team, to convince, to say, hey, we have some ideas and I'm so happy with the team, what we have here. So they started to look into different applications. They were in the internet, have different conversations. And also Carol helped a lot to bring an idea. And also Leah Griffiths and her team. Has a lot of ideas, but for us, it's really a new time, and we really understand there's a big community waiting on us. Or yeah, we don't want. Yes, dis-
0: hundred <laughs> percent.
2: We are working on different ideas and present it as soon as they're ready. And we really want to make sure that we can launch it because I think nothing is worse than really bringing something and then there's a lot of people, what are users, who wants to use it. And at the end, it's not available or it's not well engineered or it's an unsafe product. And this is something what we want to avoid and really go with the partition from Verola. You won't get 100 years old when you're not doing something right.
1: For sure. No, uh, absolutely. Since you are thinking about developing new products, I think some people in our community were wondering if you'd be able to produce taller
2: folds. You mean wide? So,
1: yeah. So I guess the general question is, can you control the size of the folds in terms of length, in terms of With. of the, yeah, the width as well?
2: Yes, that's possible. At the end, as we can go up to 80 inches, someone needs that. That's possible. Yeah. This is a market standard which were created over a lot of years. mean, I recently learned over the last one and a half years. That some that shorter rolls. I mean, from the width, shorter rolls are easier to ship. And some, I mean, some people say, "Yeah, I would like to have more paper." Other users are saying, "An ads too much. I don't want to have a ten count bag and a value banner because we can't create flower for the next twenty years." There's a lot of <laughs>
1: yes. there's
2: a lot of different <laughs> opinions out there. And but uh, we can, for example, have a double sided sheet which is double. As wide as is today, this is all possible. Mm-hmm. It's possible because we do it from scratch here. So we don't source or right. product. So yeah, we really start with the raw materials and the components and create it from scratch. And this is why, yes, that's possible. All over the years, the packaging units that we have for supermarkets and grocery stores and store chains, we have also PDQs, displays where you can put in the aisle. This is available. So that's a market group. We also change the products to more online. This is also very interesting. I'm with Verola now almost 10 years, but within this 10 years, there was a dramatical change on the sales channels. So when I started mm-hmm. here, the dominating sales channel was wholesalers and then the wholesalers selling to retail stores where you go and buy the right. stuff. There's a huge change into shifting towards online sales. And also COVID pushed that in the direction. So we really had to start to think about different product packaging because product packaging, which works in the store, does not naturally working for online. Or maybe you don't need less protection. So in the store, a lot of people are coming by, customers are coming by and touching because who don't want to feel a crepe (laughs) paper?
1: Yes,
2: yes. It's like a magnet for your fingers, right? Um, (laughs) yes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh. <laughs> and that's the reason why why everybody touch it. But it's a headache for the store chain. At the end, they're only selling mm-hmm. perfect products. And so yeah. you have a different need. And this is also where we learned our lesson over the years. It's not only the product itself, it's also the how it comes from the factory back are direct to the customer with different steps in there. There's a lot of things to take in consideration. And you guys are also experts in boxes and shipping. And I listened to your podcast, You explained it very well. Stuffing material boxes, talking to experts.
0: We have packed a lot of flowers.
1: (laughs) But even talking about um, how you're facing new issues with packaging for your wholesalers directly to consumers. Has Marola ever considered doing that?
2: Mm, that's also a good question. Today we are not doing this because we are not set up, and at the same time we have good partners. So that's the same. It's not only in the incoming materials. So we want to be a reliable partner also to our customers at the end. As I mean we have two things. Today right. we are not set up because we are thinking cartons and pallets and books. even if it's end made and controlled and not only by by a worker or by someone who really takes care about the process at the end. But it's also the same that we have partners out there. We must see, even with the insolvency, most of the customers are the long-term customers. And they were also always loyal through the insolvency and later on. And that's what I was saying with partnership at the end. It's important to have (laughs) partners. Sometimes a good idea turns, in the first glance, maybe looks good. But then you really have to think mm-hmm. about the impact. But at the moment, that's a clear no. Today, we are not selling to end mm-hmm. users because we are not set up in the customer service on the warehouse. But at the same time, we have good partners.
0: Do you have a directory of all the people that sell your crepe paper that people around the world could look at? It's like, oh, they're in my location. I could reach out to them and buy the crepe paper?
2: This is a good question. <laughs> and no, we don't have. And because there's always so many steps within the in the uh, sales channels, I mean, as you said, you have the classical wholesaler and maybe a, a store chain, but sometimes you have to also the online stores. I mean, so in the past, I could really say, here's <coughs> the list for the reach, but today it's so dynamic and now it's hard. Also now so I true. I don't have really a list where I can say, here, this is the list where I can go buy. But what I really understood, mean, we have to do something and there's a need and you too made me also aware of it, how important it is that we have a better sales distribution in the market reach yeah. in the U.S. and the Canadian market. That's something what I've learned over the time now. And
0: We have yeah, a lot of people well. in the U.K., in France, in Germany, they're like, we can't even find Gloria double-sided paper in their backyard. It's very hard. Yeah.
2: This is really a good point And I'm really happy and, and very thankful for all these comments because you, you're doing that every day. And then sometimes you cannot see the forest, even if you stand in front of the trees. This is something you're getting <laughs> yes. right to a certain degree, because <laughs> this is a very interesting input. And this is something what I'm going to discuss with my team. It's half a product promote the product and instead that the users mm-hmm. understand what to do but then at the same time to that it's available to buy it so yeah this is something and we're working on this and as soon as we have our product range together we really launch it and you will be and your community will be one of the first very informing
0: hey we would love to spread yeah. the news <laughs> that's on that good news. that's a yeah. promise <laughs> <laughs> Vern, thank you so much for being on the podcast. We were so excited to reach out to you and start this conversation about creating more colors, understanding where the crepe paper comes from. And as part of this, we want to offer to our audience a poll that we're going to be putting on Instagram and also on our website on what colors and what weight do you want to see the Wayola crepe paper to come in? And we're very excited about the future of crepe paper and the longevity because when we started, it was, is paper flower a trend? And I think it's here to stay. We've been both artists, mm-hmm. Jesse and I, for more than almost a decade now. And to be able to stay and make a living off of making paper flowers is a huge deal. And I'm 100% sure that paper flowers will stay for a very long time. And developing relationship with you, with other artists, to try to find out the colors, the mediums. It's so important for our community to grow. And we really appreciate that all that you do. Yeah. Thank you, Brian.
2: Thanks to you. I mean, it was really a pleasure to be here. It was a lot of fun. And I'm really excited to see the results of your call here. see what the community is looking for. And I mean, I can make sure that really the results are really well, and we will hear your community and you too. And then we create products out of it. And I'm very glad for to be with you too. And It's a very creative input.